Hello, welcome to the final episode of the podcast, The Undoing, a therapy session podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses the HBO miniseries, The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, produced by uh, showrunner David E. Kelly, directed by Suzanne Baer, and it is a Sunday night program that uh, ended on November 29th, and we are recording this December 2nd of 2020. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hi, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri. Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? Just fine. Excellent. Uh, for folks who are just finding this podcast, because this podcast will live in eternity until we decide to pull it down, uh, since it is actually uh, stored on the Dark Discussions network of podcasts. So uh, the Dark Discussions network is a network. Um, it's actually a genre website. So uh, basically, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, foreign films, uh, midnight movies, cult films, and the like. Uh, also video games, books, reviews, uh, basically anything genre-related, anime, you name it, it's there. Uh, it's a new site, uh, but it also has podcasts, and this is one of the podcasts that appear there. Uh, so the website is darkdiscussions.com www.darkdiscussions.com uh, We do have um, daily uh, reviews, uh, articles, uh, podcasts. They all just pop up there. Uh, so uh, come and check us out there. Uh, we do have email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And if you want to email us and discuss your thoughts on this show or the HBO show itself, please do. Uh, there's also a contact form on the website, and there's uh, Dark Discussion One, which is the network's, um, uh, I guess, uh, Twitter feed, and then uh, the Facebook group is Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, and so forth. And that's pretty much it. There, we do have a Patreon, so if you want to make a one-time donation or whatnot to uh, the network, uh, that's always greatly appreciated because of the expense uh, we are basically providing all material free. We do not have a paywall. So uh, besides any um, advertisements that we get, which at this time are zero, uh, we get no money uh, except from the generosity of our listeners. Um, and that is patreon.com backslash dark discussions, or just go to darkdiscussions.com and press the Patreon button. Um, all right. So, uh, we're here to talk about the final episode as well as do our recap of the series. So this is kind of a combo, uh, episode discussing episode six called the bloody truth, as well as our final thoughts of the entire series. Uh, this episode here. Uh, received uh, 1.81 viewers during its run, which is uh, the most so far. Um, and as uh, Barrett, you mentioned in the past, the total numbers uh, from streaming uh, make this skyrocket. Um, 
So this is the first episode that was not previewed to critics. So critics uh, had not mm-hmm. seen this episode. Um, and so forth. Uh, other people that star on the show uh, of note is uh, Donald Sutherland, obviously. And I forgot to mention him. Uh, plus a number of good character actors. Um all right, so I guess we can get into our thoughts on this season finale episode, episode six, The Bloody Truth. And uh, let's start with you, Kevin. It was a good episode. Um, I Logically, it makes sense, but I was really hoping that it didn't turn out that it wasn't going to turn out that way. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Sure does. You know, um, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously we're kind of in spoiler territory. Uh, Hugh Grant's character, Jonathan did it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it really does. Um, I mean, there were, there were times in there where I really thought that he, he didn't do it. Um, and there were times where I really thought that the kid actually, that the son actually did it. But, um, Nope, Hugh Grant actually did it. Yeah, indeed. And we'll get into that whole stuff and, and some of the things that, um, after I rewatched it this evening, uh, kind of gave it away that things, certain twists were going to happen. Uh, though uh, the final reveal of who the perpetrator of the crime was um, was still oddly shocking, even though it's the most logical and and obvious. It's kind of interesting how that worked out. Um, all right, yeah, for me, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good uh, episode. Um, the whole series generally has, has been really good. Um, oddly, there was a couple of things that uh, were unanswered, like uh, who was the other person he had an affair with. Um, that was dropped as a big thing a couple of episodes ago, and uh, you figured that was going to be wrapped up, but it never was. Um, some of the things, uh, like Sylvia's uh, participation um, in the show, actually were there intentionally, but for a different reason than I thought, because at one point I, th- I thought maybe she was going to be uh, his mistress, Hugh Grant's character's mistress and maybe even the murderer. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I feel similar to you, Kevin. Uh, I was hoping it would be a, a twist where it would be someone else, but, uh, it wasn't, but, um, we'll, we'll talk about all that. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, Barrett. Um, I thought it was a good episode. I liked the acting a lot. I thought it was really well acted, um, there are some scenes in it that I was a little, I don't know, iffy about, especially, um, what Nicole Kidman, Kidman's character Grace does in the courtroom. Um, I'm not sure how that would fly in an actual legal setting for real, not in TV. Oh, yeah. Well, and then defense attorney found out. Yeah. I mean, there's just some iffiness there and then it, it just kind of felt empty that it turned out to be him. I mean, because I feel like all those paths they tried to take us down were just a waste of my time <laughs> so I, I don't know that that's my biggest disappointment in the show is that yeah it turned out to be him but i figured it was probably him and 
all this other stuff was just like trying to trick us. And it was like a reverse, um, reverse on, on the normal, you know, Hey, we're going to have a surprise. <laughs> so it just kind of felt, felt empty. Cause his character definitely seemed like he did it. And we all felt like he did it, but there was all this other little stuff that kept kind of pulling us away from him. And I don't know. It's just something about that felt empty to me. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, some curiosities, um, is the, was that was the show really a show about like wealth and that or, or, or not. And, and based off of what turned out to be, it seems like it was kind of more just a, a basic thriller, um, yeah. you know, you know, to entertain you. Um, now I know the book, uh, is a little different, uh, and that series is, uh, I can, I can give you some, some folks and if folks who don't want to know about the book, um, obviously, uh, you may want to fast forward about five minutes, but, uh, basically, yeah, in the book, he, yeah, he's the murderer, um, and he's never in the book except as, uh, a memory because he's already run off. And he sends letters every so often to, and to the point where he finally admits it in the book with a, with a letter. Um, and I guess it's more of a story about uh, – uh, it's more of a drama almost because there is no court scenes or anything like that. And then um, I know they, they changed it too here because in the book it, it's a um, a Jewish – entire Jewish family and it's not, it's not, um, what we see here. Um, and that, this is what the author said because I read her interview where she, she mentions this and she thought that was, uh, uh, that alone changed some of the aspects of the perspective. Um, uh, but that's, that's about all I get there. So I, I don't even know what the book is trying to say either. If the book well, was, the book, uh, I, I read something that was saying it was more about female self-actualization. So, what does that mean, by the way? I don't know. Um, them having agency, I guess. Um, I'm not sure. And what does and what does that mean? Agency, like having control of their lives and gotcha. being able to take control and do things. Um, and there, I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of that in this show, but <laughs> right from from Wait, what and, I and that's not, that's not kind of, that sounds weird that the book would be considered that because in the book as, as uh, the blurb says is, is she's, she's like a famous semi-famous um, psychologist and is about to have a best-selling novel, a best sell. She's about to have a book released that they think is going to be a bestseller. So it seems like she already has. Agency yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, she, she's already complete in a sense. So it's not like she's leaning on a man necessarily. So I curious. I mean, I don't think I'll read the book, but I would be curious to, to know what the, the difference is of uh, a woman of that statute, meaning she's one percenter who is now wants to be self determinant from a man or something. I don't know. It'll be curious. I don't know. Someone someone could write us in and, and let us know. Um, 
but and here, I mean, she we do have uh, Nicole Kidman who does take a stand and does break. But I, don't, I didn't see it as a breaking from a man. I think it was breaking from a criminal. Well, that whole the whole court scene and how that ended, I thought, was probably the worst part of the whole show. Because first, the defense attorney should have never put her on the stand. I, I don't know why a defense attorney would. And right. also, then, also the prosecuting attorney didn't know and didn't know about the the um. Oh no! Actually, she was prepared. Yeah, never mind. Because I was going to say, yeah, she, she was did. prepared by. Um, well, let me rephrase. How, how the defense attorney is the is the problem? Because the defense attorney didn't know about the nine one one call and know that it's going to contradict the testimony. Yeah. Right? Even if she didn't know about Jonathan's history, with she should have known family. about the nine one one call. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So that made no sense. So and just uh, there's no reason to put her on other than to say I think he's innocent. And why would that make anyone want to right. not say he's guilty? There, there's just no reason for her to put her on the stand that I could see that was good, knowing the animosity that had been going on between them um, right. at times. Not always, but she, <laughs> the defense attorney really screwed up there. She should have never put her on, and I don't. She seemed smart, so it's hard for me to believe that her character would do that. Right. Unless she oh. wanted them to go to jail, too. <laughs> right. Right. Also, another issue I, I thought was very silly was the hammer. Yeah. Why is the hammer in the fireplace at the yeah, How stupid beach house can you be? Yeah. When, when he could have dropped it anywhere he could have thrown it into whatever body of water that is and no one would ever have found it but yeah so the house is actually in uh or i should say on saint george or, or let me rephrase the house is actually on lake george which is up north in new york state and so if you're going to go to that house meaning um jonathan why would you bring the hammer with you? And if you are going to bring it with you, why don't you throw it into the humongous lake or simply bury it somewhere on the way up? Um, because, you know, you're figuring New York City to Lake George, there's plenty of places you just pull over and bury it and it'll never be found. And then, you know, just toss it in any body of water. But it's just bizarre that he would bring it with him and then store it in a location that, anybody could happen to go to because again it is a fire pit where you make food so it's, it's basically a grill in a sense so it's it's just bizarre and then what oh it makes sense no it was even it makes okay, sense it was integral to the plot <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i mean that's the only way it makes sense it was another way to shift it on to somebody else that might have done it and then in the end it, it was what caused grace to do what she did yeah yeah i mean because i rewatched it and basically there was a, there was a scene where um immediately after they discussed the hammer and then he suggests that his son may have actually done the murder when 
later, when she's talking to her father, Grace is talking to her father, he, the father says, you, you can't let this happen. And she says, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. And I yeah. think at, at that moment, and that's literally the like 10 minutes into the episode, I think she's already on board of uh, where she thinks he's guilty and wants to get rid of him. Yep. Well, I mean, at that point, no one else could be guilty aside from him or the son, right? And because yeah. it was the it was yeah. the, kill, the weapon that killed her. I mean, <laughs> so at that point, all our other possibilities went out the window. Well, I guess it could have been the um, the father, the father, the but yeah, the grandfather. But Grace could have done it too. I mean, she could have just she could have hid the hid the ham hid the hammer there. I would have rather right. the hammer didn't show up, to be honest. Oh yeah. It, yeah. it just well, well, didn't do well, enough for me in the plot. It, it felt forced. Yeah, I mean, unless the hammer, unless it was the kid that, that did it, there was no reason the hammer to be there. Exactly. And it was too easily found by the kid, first of all. He's just out playing in the yard. No, he sees something different about the fireplace, you know, that's he hasn't probably seen in months. I don't know. <laughs> it's, right. just, it's all really coincidental to a point that it becomes hard to believe. Sure, he has, sure. he has yeah. to be extremely stupid to keep it. He has to be even more stupid to put it, put it where he put it. And then the kid keeping it and washing it in the dishwasher twice. And, and I don't then know. Still keep, and then still keeping it. I mean, yeah. you could say he's, he's just a stupid kid, so that's the reason he has the hammer. But again, the only reason I would think he would have the hammer and keep the hammer as if he did it himself. So for him, right. And they're trying to portray him as smart, like really smart kid. And you would think that if he was going to wash it in the dishwasher, he would have then gotten rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that plus that plus another thing that kind of struck me as odd is, all right, he has the hammer and he said, you know, I I was afraid that it would have evidence that that his dad that that his dad did it. But then at the end of the show, he's like looking at his dad saying, but you murdered somebody. Right. Which he was you know, trying to hide. <laughs> he was trying to hide that his dad murdered somebody. And he was trying to keep everybody together as a family and I'm thinking to myself, okay, first you're trying to keep everybody together as a family by proving that your dad that that destroying the evidence that your dad murdered somebody. Okay, your dad murdered somebody, and you're trying to stay with him as a family. And then at the end, you're condemning the he's condemning the dad. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. That's why. See, when I mean, when you said I watched it and all that a couple of times, that still made me think he was still the murderer. Uh, or that still made me wonder if he was the murderer. Oh. It just seemed to make sense that, you know, because right now it was either the dad or the kid. Right, right. And, yeah, I mean, the only reason why there would be a shift in the kid to his idealization of his father Obviously, it wouldn't have been the murder because, again, he's trying to help his father cover up the murder, even though his father doesn't know it. But the moment his father suggested to Grace that he, meaning the kid, could possibly be the murderer, 
I think that's when he loses the kid. And then he also loses Grace at that moment as well. Well, I don't think he's quite lost her when he accuses the kid. I think he loses her once she finds the hammer. And there's well, no good uh, explanation well, for well, that. Well, 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 that scene where he accuses the kid happened after he found the hammer. So you're saying... Oh, he, it did? I thought he accused him earlier on in the show, like episode two or three. They have a little discussion about it. And the kid I, gets I upset. Oh, I, I can't remember. Uh, I was referring to the scene in, in this episode where he said that the kid is probably the murderer. I mean, he has the hammer. He's been holding on to the hammer. You know, he washed it. He, he's the murderer. And then she goes, no, he was doing it because he thought you were the murderer. And then the next scene after that was when she's alone with her father. And her father says... We can't let this, you can't let this happen. And then she says, yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll do something. And then she meets and, with her friend. Yeah, exactly. Got to do something for me. <laughs> yeah, all of which exactly. is highly um, unethical on all sides. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, even the newscasters that they show in the episode say it appears that she may have been working with the defense, I mean, with, with the prosecution and stuff. And wouldn't so he have an even, appeal based on that? Yeah. I would think, yeah. like, why was that let in? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a perfect reason for an appeal. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Also, I'm not a also, lawyer, so. Also, I, I, don't, I don't know how it works. Um, if she has a conversation with the mother, Jonathan's mother, and then takes that conversation and explains it in court the defense attorney did scream out hearsay but I don't know it should have been thrown out because it was hearsay but again it was a conversation especially because the mother's available right they could have had her testify well I mean I mean the thing is I, I it did seem like hearsay because for example if I had a conversation with Phil, now granted, I am not I'm not a legal expert. If there is a legal expert here, please uh, feel free to email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Um, please. Please. Uh, but the thing is, is that so if I had a conversation with Phil and then Phil goes to Barrett and said, no, wait, it's not even that if Phil. If you if you brought the conversation up on the stand, like Phil told you something, and then you you were telling the conversation, that's hearsay. I mean, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, (laughs) I mean, the thing is, is that this woman's even a third. This this lawyer friend of Grace's is a third party. Okay, I'm telling Barrett to tell Phil to question somebody else about a conversation that I had. I was like, wait a minute, what? I, I mean, it does seem to be hearsay because, I mean. And wouldn't the judge question where that information that the prosecutor has came from? Yeah, because, I mean, even even the defense attorney had no idea about it. Right. Nobody knew about it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, obviously, Jonathan didn't. Jonathan, because she didn't tell Jonathan about his. Right. Yeah. Right. With the, yeah, the with only the, people that knew 
where it was was Nicole Kidman, and she told I think she told her father, and and she told Sylvia. Sylvia and, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, Sylvia, and so Sylvia tells the the prosecutor since she kind of has a friendship with the prosecutor or acquaintanceship anyway, and that to use it against um, Jonathan. And the, uh, you had an excellent point, which is. Wouldn't everybody question where did this information come from? Yeah, I mean, it just makes no sense. How does the prosecution know to ask those questions? Because it wasn't like, uh, could you give us, uh, have you ever talked to Jonathan's mother and uh, what uh, was it like? It, it was it was leading questions, right? It was, it was like, uh, I heard, you know, you talked to Jonathan's mother and there was a this, 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 this. And then Grace explained it, but... Yeah, it just it was just a little odd that well, no one questioned where it came from. It's also hearsay because it's from. I mean, you're not even talking about. You're talking about okay. This is what the mother told me. I mean, and that's what the mother felt, right? Right. Not, the, it wasn't I mean, direct. It was her words that were being said, but you. You got to be able to question the person that said them to be. But the thing is, the thing is, is that the mother was not the one on the stand, though, either. Right. So, in other words, the mother's testimony. I mean, the mother. So Nicole Kidman even talking about, you know, her mother. That's also hearsay, you know, because it's not the mother testifying that. Yeah, my son had no reaction. My son's. A, I think my son's a sociopath. You know. I mean. You could even make the argument that, hey, you know, the son just shut down. Yeah. And he didn't know how to react. And he didn't, you know, and he's just like, and the thing, and the thing is, is that I also figured that this was obviously planned because remember, Nicole Kidman could have easily said, well, maybe that's what the mother said. But when Jonathan confided it to me, he started to cry. Right. Yeah, well, no. that, and then, then there's and, yeah, and they didn't mention it. And so that's why I'm that's why I'm like, oh, this is. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't she mention that? Why didn't she? Well, obviously, it was Nicole was Nicole. Grace was setting up her own husband, you know, which I mean, there's yeah, there are grounds for an easy appeal. Now, granted, I don't know if he would have won the appeal, but there's definitely grounds to say, hey, look, um, because I mean, right? I mean, before all of this, the the case was really going in Jonathan's favor, you know, because it was pointing some suspicion at the father from the son, you know, from the victim's son, because she was saying, you know, you heard him argue, you heard him argue a lot, you know, and so, and you know, you were asleep the whole time, so essentially she was saying that the husband could have stuck out, yeah. You know, I mean, everything there. So, I mean, there is no, I mean, there is no reason that the lawyer, the defense attorney, you know, like you were saying, should have put Grace on the stand in the first place. She could have exactly. She could have just said, "My defense rests." You know, we have reasonable doubt here. You know, the father, who's also a suspect, did not does not have an alibi. You know, the you know we do not have a murder weapon. Um all that sort of thing. And it's just, uh, yeah. It, it, I feel like that could have been a mistrial. Oh yeah. 
right at that point when she turned and started giving that information like that, because it felt like the show was relying on her saying, hey, I think he's innocent for answering all of this for her being able to say all this damning information. And but it also doesn't seem to, adequate. <laughs> but it also doesn't make sense because you come up and you say, I think my husband, based on my my uh, I'm a doctorate from Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she just shot her credibility out the window. Yep. I mean, that I mean, as as you're as, as we're talking about this, it made me realize it's like, yeah, you know what? That was a stupid ending. Um, you know, because not only, like you said, not only did she. Yeah, not only did she risk, you know, the whole, you know, um, like hearsay in a mistrial, but then she also completely ruined her credibility. Um, well, not completely ruined it, but definitely put a big dent in it. Um, yeah, it it was not a smart thing to do. And it goes against that lawyer's character for to put her on the stand completely. Right, because I mean, completely. the lawyer knew the lawyer. I mean, if I mean, as I was watching this, I thought the lawyer had enough to say, you've got no real evidence. You know, you may think he did it, but can you really prove it? No, you have enough reasonable doubt to uh, to say he's not guilty. And the rich person gets off, you know, (laughs) right. That would have been more satisfying for me than what the way they twisted it into pretzels to make it work. For him to get convicted or well and then he ran away of course but right yeah it would it would have been let's say he was guilty and and you know that's how it was going to be written it would have been better i think for a show if he had gotten off like where they ended where instead she gets on she doesn't get on and they she instead the they rest um and then the, ju- the they come back and, you know, not guilty. And then you find out later, similar to Scott Terrell's novel, um, uh, I forget the presumed innocence, where the, the, the guilty party is the wife. You, you find out that the guilty party is either Jonathan or one of the family members or Sylvia or something, and everybody gets off. And what does that say about... Uh, the wealthy and the the U.S. judicial system, but instead it is like you know B movie TV show, you know uh, cr- um, uh, courtroom drama of the week ending instead, and I, and and I think you may kind of be right that it was kind of unfortunate. Oh. Yeah, because it didn't even prove her right with the muck, you know, like yeah. the defense attorney's whole thing was I'm going to put m- so much muck in. There will be no doubt. But at that, you know, at that point, they they let all this stuff happen that I don't believe would actually happen in a true legal sense. And so it's just like, eh, it's just a mess, yeah. that whole court scene. Well, it, it, yeah, and, and if this lawyer is as good as the money can buy you you would think that yeah you're, you're absolutely right i'm not putting her on the stand there's no reason to yeah it can only hurt us 
Right. And also now, though, this lawyer is um, lawyer's reputation is a little bit damaged mm-hmm. because she fought hard, you know, and she put the wrong person on the stand when she didn't need to. She looked like and, an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the thing is, is that, I mean, she knew um, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, they, so, yeah they, they were kind of friendly. At least yeah, business they were, they were on good terms with each other. So now that that relationship is shot. Right. You know, it's like, why on earth should I help you after what you guys just put me through? Um, yeah. You know, I it's it. Right. This way was. I mean, I mean, well I mean, you know, we're, we're not really feeling too much pity for, you know, the, that lawyer, because, I mean, she's no. the one that wanted to, you know, throw away the hammer and, instead of, you know, I mean, a lot yeah, of, which that's another whole question of, you know. That's really, really unethical. Well, I'm not I mean, saying it never she, happens, but what she said, though, I, yeah, I mean, what she said was, "I caution you not to throw away the hammer." I exactly not to throw away the hammer. Do not throw away the hammer at all, please. That would right, be right. Un- unethical. You know, it's. I do yeah. like her response to him though when that all goes down, and she's like, "What idiot." didn't throw away the hammer that's why we lost her <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but then who was it that said that to the about the son um you know if this comes out it will be on your son and it will stay with you you know you know it you know because i mean you know because i mean if the kid i mean if the, the kid can't go back to school if it, if it was known that, yeah, he found the murder weapon and he completely, uh, you know, washed away all the DNA so it couldn't be used against his father. Um, well, it would also make him a suspect that he had. It would him. make him a, a suspect that if, <laughs> even if it didn't, even if it was, even if he was found not guilty of murder, he would be guilty of tampering with evidence. Yep. As well as as uh, uh, helping. Uh, after the fact cover up a crime yeah and all that stuff yeah. <laughs> that would make him that would actually make him partial partially guilty for the murder right yeah well and that's what what the lawyer was trying to say right when he, yeah. he talks about yeah i washed it and i was hiding it because you know and all that and they said why don't we just you know um show it now and and then they say that's when the lawyer says no, yeah, because then he's going to get charged too with possible crimes, and they will and, go after him. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, they probably would for sure. Um, so yeah, it was it was a unfortunate situation um, for everybody involved. Uh, and again, it comes it comes down to that one sentence from uh, the defense attorney later to Jonathan, which is, "What idiot would keep the hammer?" Well, I found that actually the way she said it was, she said he keeps the hammer. What kind of idiot keeps well, the hammer? Right. I think I think she said it that way, so she can, if she ever goes under a lie detector, the, and she said, and you know, because what's you know, his he could suddenly say, well, I'm going to throw everybody under the bus, and we had Good. the hammer the whole time, you know, and yeah, then she yeah. can come out and say. Um, I said to him privately that what, who, what person or, or no, he 
kept the hammer. Why would he keep the hammer? Which mean, which is he, she could say means anything. It doesn't mean that she, you know, knew or helped or anything. So, I think she worded her words certain ways every time she t- talked about the hammer, specifically so she wouldn't get uh, in trouble. If that would be a good ploy back. for him, though, to to bring up the hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would that get point, everybody at that point. <laughs> the yeah. whole family would go down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he seems like the type that would, you know, get vengeance on everybody. Yeah, but, yeah. Um. Well, and then then you get to the biggest white privilege moment, which is when they're flying the helicopters around, <laughs> trying to track yeah. him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I I read an article about that. I mean, it oddly didn't disturb me or even make me think white privilege when I watched it because I just didn't make me think about that either when I watched it, but it just was like, it actually just seemed kind of ridiculous to me that they're in a chopper trying to follow them around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A bit of, um, uh, OJ Simpson. Yeah. He also definitely, he also had a bunch of, uh, I mean, he was in an SUV, like O.J. Simpson, he, you know, wasn't really driving particularly fast, like O.J. Simpson, for most of it. And you had helicopters following him around. He was clearly guilty, you know, rich guy, and, you know, had a good, well, like I said, he had a good, uh, what you call it, um, had a good lawyer. He had a good lawyer. I mean, if it wasn't for no Cole Kidman, he would have gotten off. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I definitely read after, you know, some reviews about the episode after and, and people mentioned that white privilege moment with um, the helicopter. And I, I guess just knowing that they're that filthy rich, it, it didn't make me th- you know, think twice about it. Um, I actually and, don't and know that the, the police would allow that because they would have their own. They had their own chopper in the air and that could interfere. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that would work. It's a good question. Yeah, but you assume that Donald Sutherland donates enough money to the police department, <laughs> just True. on 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 principle, um, that you know they let let certain things go. Um, at least the the higher ups, anyway. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh. Very, very, uh, I guess, odd for the episode in the sense that the whole film was show is you know very relaxing, and then suddenly, boom, they have this last fifteen minutes to show that were um, more action packed and thriller, but not psychological thriller anymore. It was like you know the chase scene. So I know um, some folks that reviewed the, the episode, you know, through. Uh, you know the big big websites. Um, yeah, they they, or I guess weren't too big on it. But again, I didn't read that many follow up reviews. Well, why was the kid alone? Every other day he had been with the grandfather or his mom and showed up there. Why this time he was well, alone to be able to go with the father? Yeah, well that's the thing is who's who's bringing him to school, and if if he's not going to school. Who is with him 
if everybody else is in the court. Right. And and so that I did read that point too in some reviews, which is the moment he's going down, you know, when she comes out and says the mother said he's a sociopath and all this other stuff, and the nine one one call is played, everybody knows that he's going down. So two things. One, why wasn't he being watched for as a run a person that could run? Yeah. And two, why would the grandfather and the mother not make sure that the son was not ever alone with him at that point going forward. And so you're right. It was weird that he would just be able to be picked up. I have a hard time believing with that high profile case that they didn't put an ankle monitor on him. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking that too. Uh, But again, I mean, he did pay the mob to get out, which obviously they're going to be able to because they're they're filthy rich, assuming the father wanted to give them the money, which he did, to get them out. But also, after that point, when he everybody knew he was going to go down now for the crime, you would think the cops would be all over him, just watching to make sure that he couldn't escape, even without right. the ankle bracelet. Yep. So yeah, that that was somewhat bizarre, and and yeah, I, again, I don't. It's very hard to explain why the son was alone and why everybody was at court, but the son, and then they were wondering where the son was. Yeah, like he comes in his own limo. Yet every day before that, he had come with them, one of them in a yeah. limo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that was kind of curious. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of, even though we all generally said we we enjoyed the episode and the entire series, there's definitely a lot of nitpicks in this episode six, and yeah. it's also uh, the least, I guess, um, realistic too. Just yeah, it's unfortunate fact. too because it had such good potential leading up to that final episode. Um, that yeah. it. Like I said, I, I think it was good, and I loved the acting. It just, there are too many little teeny issues that pervade it throughout <laughs> that kind of make it unsatisfying. Right. And the more we talk about it, the more unsatisfying it is to me. Because there's things you guys have seen that I may may have not noticed. Yeah, same here. So. <clears throat> yeah. No, that, that's a fair point. I mean, yeah, the the... I mean, we, we mentioned some big ones, which is the the uh, putting her on the stand and that whole thing. And then the hammer thing, why was it there? And then um, a few other nitpicks, too. And I, I still have the nitpick of, of how they use the Sylvia character. Yes. And, and her i mean I, I still don't even know was she even married i don't, I don't know if it matters but it was just an interesting we don't know thing. yeah yeah but we way, know she, she was willing to compromise her ethics to put him behind bars because yeah. it's wrong for her to go to the prosecutor and give that info so i mean yeah doesn't put true. her in a and, good light <laughs> no no and also she uh, uh um well, I mean, 
actually it's not even her is is there was the big scene where is you've had affairs with other people and he says i've only had one and she goes well i need to know who that is the her, his lawyer and it cuts away before you know you know t- typical throw where we don't hear it and you figure that's going to be something that's going to be released later in the in the season and that's why i kept on thinking it was sylvia because what other character would it have been and then it was just a red herring and it didn't even have any place there was no reason for even having that scene where the lawyer was saying who have you had any relations with any other woman that aren't isn't your your wife well, in the 500,000, another piece that should have been somehow tied up. They're not, and I don't think That's there were a huge true. amount of things that should have been tied up. But those two things, the one you just brought up about who he had the affair with and the $500,000, those were very important pieces that could have pointed to a million things that would have made the story more interesting, but they just let them die. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that half million dollars, you would think after he gets out of jail, or even when he's in jail and the fa- and the grandfather goes visits him, you would think that they would ask him once, where is the friggin' money and what did you do with it? Yeah. And, and it's never mentioned again. So that's a good point. You would think it w- they would have, all they had to do was put one sentence in and he could have said, I, I blew it on, uh, partying or, or something you know just anything you know because we're with yeah, five hundred thousand like, dollars go in six months yeah it's a ton of money <laughs> and you would think Even, that they would want to make sure he doesn't uh, have access to hidden funds because he's a flight risk right yeah you were gonna say something kevin well, no, I I was agreeing with Barrett that, yeah, it's, I mean, what happened with the $500,000? I mean, even in New York City, that's a lot of money. Um, but then also, like we were saying, it's just what, where, you know, where did it all, where did it all go? Where did it, I don't know, it, it just seemed kind of odd that, like you said, it, they, they left a lot a lot loot well you know a lot unanswered i mean i really don't care about the the um who do you have an affair with i mean it could have just been somebody a long time ago uh could have been a patient or you know could, i mean could have been another you know patient's mother or something like that um that part didn't didn't really bother me so much as much as the the whole idea of what happened with the money you know cause, well the reason I think it, it it's still a problem is the lawyer says, well, they're going to bring it up and they're going to bring it. It's going to be brought up. If you had another fear, people are going to know about it and it's going to be brought up. So that's why you have to tell me who this person is and whatnot. And so you think it would have been brought up as a question when you, when he was on the stand, have you ever had a fear with anybody else? Um, and, and also why even have, him say there's another woman in or even have that scene in the in the in the show unless there was going to be a payoff for it right and you know, who so, here so I was thinks looking, that he wasn't with other women <laughs> right right so so i think that's the reason why i i have an issue with that because 
you're right. The money is more important to the, the, I guess the the main story, but the affair, extra affairs, seemed like it was partly going to be a part of the main plot, and so I think because it one's a, a story point and one's a plot point, they they both fizzle out, and that's why I think. Um, I think that one bothers me as much as the money one, Kevin. But I, I see your point why the money would would still bother you more. Well, I guess. the thing is, is that the the um, the 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 point that he had an affair was um, what was that even brought up? I mean, on, on the on the court was that even? It, brought it never up? was. It never right. was. That's yeah. Well, I mean, it was brought up in the fact that Alan. Elena and he were having an affair, but that's it. No other affair was brought up, and I can't well, um, believe the prosecutor wouldn't have found out about another one. Right, I mean, right. or or even asked about it. You right, know, have him at least on oath to lie or say yes, there has been other one. Because he was on the stand, he could have been questioned about that. I mean, oh, for sure, yeah. And then again, that comes back to they pivoted everything around this whole turn of grace turning on him and doing this back deal with the prosecutor to have this all come out that she thinks he's innocent, but Oh, Hey, his mom says he's not. <laughs> and so he must not be innocent. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, like you say, you were talking about her say, you know, this was a conversation that Nicole Kidman had, who told her friend who told uh, you know, her, the, the prosecutor, I mean, it's like, it's almost like double hearsay or something. I don't know. It, it, it just, I don't know that it just bothers me. Yeah. It was not satisfying yeah. for him, for that to be the thing that gets him. Right. 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 Yeah. And also it, it it's, it's curious why she was trying to help him in the first place. Right. Yeah. You know, because again, it took the hammer. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, because I mean, she already knew the baby. But well, she already knew that there was a chance that he had a baby with another woman at that point. And this is before you know he he they find him, and and she also knows he, he cheated on, and he she also knows he he's run away. So when everybody tells him that it's not looking good, and then he you know, covers her mouth on the beach house porch and she freaks out and calls the cops on him. And then the cops show up, arrest him. And then they say, yeah, the baby is his. So he has had a, a baby out of wedlock that isn't yours. You would think immediately at that point, there, there would be no sympathy for her to want him freed or even to help him, not necessarily take him down, but at least keep him away from from the family because if he is guilty that means he's in a danger and we do know that his entire life was a lie and then later she you know she finds out that about the sociopath and and the mother and all that but it that whole period she was actually helping someone that possibly murdered someone and did all those terrible things to her well, I mean, putting, putting the hand over her mouth doesn't, 
I mean, that one could just be, hey, just don't scream, don't scream, don't scream. And then, he, you know, yeah, well, let me tell you my story. Yeah. You know, let me just let me just talk to you first, you know, because I mean, I mean, I don't know how many times we've seen it in other movies where pretty pretty much somebody like puts a hand on my mouth. Like, like, I, I mean, I've watched um, Good Grief. I watched Sherlock Holmes shows where, you know, Holmes goes up to Watson's asleep and what, you know, he, or actually it was Hound of Baskervilles. It was uh, Baskerville himself who who puts his hand over Watson's mouth like, you know, wait, he's, he's trying to wake him up, but like, don't say anything. You know, and that's is that the Christopher? No, is no, that the Christopher uh, Lee. No, Fernanda. It's the, something that was on PBS. So it, it's my right. favorite. But anyway, um, but the whole point is, you know, you, you put your hand over somebody's face, over somebody's mouth, not like really forcefully to try to hurt them, but just like, hey, don't don't scream. You know, yes, it's me. I know you're going to scream, but just don't let me let me just talk to you first. OK, you know. And uh, I mean, it may not be right. the, right, the but, best but thing even, to do, but it's it's not something that's overly violent. Right. Well, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I, don't, I don't even think that was really the, the issue. But she did say on the 911 call that she feared for her life, meaning she had already had uh, been her doubt of his innocence was 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 now there and meaning if he could kill one person, especially the way he did, maybe he could now even kill me. Um, so, so you're right. I'm not worried about the, the hand thing. Cause that makes sense. Everything you said, but all the things were the doubt of his innocence to the pregnancy, to the murder, to the fears, to lying about his job, to stealing half a million dollars at that point, why, why would she ask her father, yeah, let's, let's help bail him out and, and try to get him a good lawyer. Well, I mean, like when, when she first said, you I mean, when she first made the 911 call, I mean, the son is sitting. Okay. Oh, this is also, it, remember when the son sees him after this whole thing with the hand covering, he sees him. Hug. I mean, he, his son runs up, hugs him, even though at this time he's seen the hammer. I mean, if you think, remember, he's because he said this was he found the hammer before he actually saw his dad. Right. Yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And that, I don't know, it, that whole thing just seems, I mean, looking back on all that, that's why I was, that's why I was more wondering if, if it was the, you know, if it was the, if it was the son, you know, that, that did it. But I'm, I'm just kind of going back because when she said, you know, I'm afraid for my life, I mean, part of it was. I think she partially said it out of. I mean, when I when I saw that, I thought she said it more out of spite. Right. You know. Yeah, not, you, you're probably right, and and I think you're right because I mean they have the 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 defense attorney that was given to Jonathan by the state. He even says that he goes, "You're." He says to uh, Grace, 
you know, you could be a woman who's thinking of someone that has been, you know, spurned by her, her husband. And then he says, I, you know, because there's a chance that he may actually be innocent. He just may be a dink. And, and so you're right. She could have been thinking that, but again, all the, the lies would have made me, that was my spouse and my spouse had lied about working for three months, stole the half million dollars. Yeah, that's actually worse right there. (laughs) Worse than the affair almost. He's not at a job for three months. What's he been doing? Where's he been going? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Where has he been going? And then the doctor that works with him says, I can't talk about it. And eventually says he's a sociopath and a narcissist. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, just for three months lying about work and the and then finding out from Sylvia how he got fired would, would have been horrendous. I mean, it's just yeah. nuts. And, and I actually, Sylvia is bizarre too. And, and even even Jonathan's bizarre because they're at all at the auction, and Sylvia already knows about the affair. She didn't know he was fired though. So yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just yeah, it's tough. It's I I just don't know why. I, I mean, it can now if if you're looking at this as a, as a, a movie of a woman finding herself or whatever, like I guess the book is trying to to do, it makes no sense that she would have done all of those things and then only at the last episode suddenly say, "All right, I'm going to betray him um, and get him in jail." When you think she would have never, she would have walked away right after she called nine one one. Exactly, which is when that when it should have ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you know, the only way I could see her not doing all the things she did in the last four episodes is if they were going to do this this twist that it was someone else that did the murder, maybe even her. Yeah. And I would have been, I would actually, I'm not, you know, I don't always want a twist, but in this particular case, they had made so many cases for a twist that I think I would have enjoyed it more. (laughs) Right. Whereas the twist being, there's no twist kind of felt like (laughs) I was just being tricked through the whole thing, you know? Even more right. than like a normal twist would do to me. Sure, sure. I didn't go, yeah. oh, hey, that's cool. I've never seen something like that before. No, it's the guy you thought. And, you know, that's. Right. Well, that's a thing. Figure it, that out. <laughs> it's, it's like, like when, when he's taking the kid off at the end and basically running away from the trial, I was still thinking that, okay, there's got to be a big twist here. The. He is now just des- a desperate man who's innocent that's trying to run away. And then when he finally admits to the son that he did it, I was like, oh, my God, there is no real twist except that Grace, you know, backstabbed him on the, on the stand and that's it. But the funny yeah. that the son already knew he did it. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Oh, and that's the part. It's just the son is acting kind of surprised that he did it, but he knew that he, he believed that the father did do it. And the thing is, right. is that I still think, I, I don't know. I still think that the son would have been a better suspect because he was the one pushing for everybody to get back together again. His, his right. reaction with the son of Elena at the school when he said, I'm sorry. And he offers his hand to shake. I mean, that to me just looked more like somebody that wasn't a, oh, I bumped into you. I'm sorry. And that also just didn't seem like, you know, oh, yeah, I think my father killed your 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 mother. I'm sorry. I mean, I just have a really rough time with everything that the son was doing. And then all of a sudden, nope, the father did it. Well, well that's and, a good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say I could accept him making mistakes more easily because he's not experienced. Yeah, Whereas right. the father is experienced, intelligent, has worked as a doctor for years. It's just not as acceptable. Right. <laughs> you know, I could see the son keeping the hammer if it was him that killed the woman. Right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. right exactly. I mean, the, yeah. the father, I mean, maybe the father saw it as kind of like a, a souvenir or a keepsake. But then he, I mean, he, he, he also had a good, if you will, um, I wouldn't say reaction, but a good, well, I mean, he, he had a good performance reaction where, okay, good. I mean, he seemed generally genuinely excited that they found the murder weapon. Yeah. Genuinely upset when the son washed it away. Washed, right. You know, because he's trying to claim his, he was trying to new, use a new alibi now, which is, uh, uh, Elena's husband must've followed him to the, beach house and planted the hammer right there to right. get him guilty well and you know i feel like something about this episode makes me feel like they recorded different endings mm-hmm. the way it flowed just felt that way to me and i don't yeah. know it just sticks with there me was like, a brief there was a brief uh thing at the after the credits like instead of next week on they had a quick uh couple minute commentary from nicole kidman um q grant and the guy that played and the kid that played the the son the kid yeah. that played the son is actually english like he has yeah, I knew that. yeah i said that i i said that everybody that stars in the show is is a foreigner yeah in, including the the prosecutor <laughs> who's from denmark who's friends with the director who's from denmark well anyway well anyway i didn't i i didn't hear well, that. that's except sylvia but, sylvia but was anyway, the only american the whole only american the, the whole point is that I, at one point, I can't remember if it was Hugh Grant or Nicole Kidman said that they had no idea until the end. Like yeah, that would like, lead me to believe that there's more multiple endings to that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, I could buy that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the the... Hammer being at the beach house, unless the 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 ridiculous story of Elena's husband dropped it off there. The only re- way it would have been there otherwise is someone's guilty. And since the son knows he found it, in other words, we're the son's perspective. The son finds it, and he's, and 
he has to know, okay, my father has to, my father's the murderer. So he knew the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah he knew the whole time. And yet he seems surprised, surprised at the end and like upset about it. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you thought, uh, well, I've already said all that. I, right. I mean, the, the only thing that would make that feel legit is if the kid was still had to hear it from his father's mouth before he actually believed 100% that his father did it. And I think that's probably what it is. I think that he, he wanted to hear it from his father's mouth and he never directly says it, does he? He just kind of alludes to it even when he kind of admits it. Um, no, well, he's, what he says is, we all uh, have different sides. He says, yeah, he goes, he goes, well, not, not this father. It was someone, it was a different man that did it. I'm, uh, this yeah. father, the one you know, didn't do it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I see his point, which is, you know, he's a decent man to his, his son and always has been, but that doesn't mean he didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, but he was trying to make it sound like, I'm not that person to you, so it shouldn't matter. And, you know, one of the things about it, like showing the scene of him doing it, they could have left that scene of him doing it out and it would have made the end a little more subtle. Like you still don't, you're still not for sure about what happened. But in this case, they show it all. So you're pretty darn sure he did it. Right. Well, and it also, but, but it is interesting for them to show it and and the reason is is because it shows that he didn't do it it wasn't a first degree murder it was probably second degree because yep. he was he was going to walk out it was when she attacked him with the hammer that he flipped out and then he killed her but it also showed that he was worried that his life was going down because he had this woman who was going to possibly stop blackmailing him because it kind of showed her as a little bit, if not unhinged, definitely trying to move into his life. Oh yeah. And he was getting nervous about that. And that's why he flips out at her and yells at her and grabs her and says, you better not as you do, you know, whatever. And then she's becomes a woman scorned. And so she, in her fury, takes her skeleton or um, artist hammer to hit him and actually i think she does or, or, or no she doesn't actually hit him but yeah she she's about to right yeah. and then he and then he snaps and he takes the hammer and then he he kills her um but only after she says oh you would never do it or something you could like never that. do it you could never do it you couldn't do it you can't yeah <laughs> yeah so it was it was definitely a, uh, a crime of passion. It wasn't premeditated. Um, and so I think that's what makes it interesting uh, by showing the entire thing. But I see your yes. point, Barrett, which is if they didn't show it, it would still leave a, a question. And, and and sometimes that's good, too, where it's like, hmm, yeah. you know, you think, you know, it leaves you wondering after the show's over. little ambiguity, ambiguousness and but with this, we, we know for sure he did it and there's no questioning it. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I guess I'm saying with the whole, when you look at the whole series, it, it kind of, 
I almost wish they didn't show it because then it would have been more subtle yeah. and we wouldn't know. Right, right. Yeah, well, and, and oh my God, it just shows you how much of a loser this guy is because he's like, you know, it reminds me of like John Edwards, the, the guy that ran for president or and vice president a few years ago mm-hmm. because he had an affair and had a baby out of wedlock and he was running for president and he never thought that it would ever get out. You know what I'm right, exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, so it's like it's gonna get out. So you, the best thing he should have done was come clean and took the consequences and and then moved on with his life. But instead, he's a murderer and going to jail versus just being divorced. You know, and it's just the whole thing. It just shows you how stupid the guy is how insane how you know what that is a true sociopath just like john edwards you know if you actually think you're not it's not like he could lie about an affair because there's no proof unless it was recorded so he has there's an actual dna baby that he's responsible for so yeah there's no way he's it's not going to be found out but we know that this happens in real life i mean people do try to hide things with murder so yeah, yeah, I know. That that that's unfortunately a common thing. <laughs> All you have to right. do is watch a true crime show, true crime channel for about twenty four hours, and you see how often it happens. Well, and and it's like you said though, when we were debating if he was guilty or not, and we're saying, I, I don't know if it was you, Kevin, but it may have been you, Barrett, that said, for him to have killed the woman, that's actually bad for him because everything comes out. So. It wasn't like so again. This was a crime, a not premeditated. So when he kills her, everything's going to come out, and then not only come out about the fear and the baby and all that, but now he's also guilty of murder. You know what I'm right. saying? Yep. So it just shows you how stupid he is. Well, and how easy it is to ruin your life. One stupid choice leads to another, leads to another, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're on trial for murder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if he just bailed and and then came out, he everything would have been where it was going to go anyway, except him going to jail. That was the only thing that wouldn't happen to him. Yeah. But uh, or or even even if if it was that important to him, but again, who knows if he really even how much he really loved I, Elena? Maybe he should have just dumped his wife and went with Elena. Well, and I was going to say, it was going to come out either way, whether he killed her or not. And so I think at that moment, he was fine with killing her because he had, you know, no emotions for her anyway. She was just a sexual plaything for him. And so because she was she wanted their children to get together. (laughs) Yes. I think he'll be a good role model. (laughs) And I think that was taking it over the edge for him. And she was done at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I think everybody around him is, is, I mean, he is a narcissist. He is a sociopath, so he doesn't have any empathy. He doesn't have any feelings. Right. You know, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the murder, oddly, wasn't as shocking to me as I thought it would be because no. it makes more sense that – the only reason he killed her was because she attacked him and, and then he just snapped. So if 
kind of makes his fall even more um, realistic, I guess, in a sense, because it's like no way he would have pre-planned it because if he did, all the text messages and emails and all that crap would have came out. So killing her was, was definitely a bad thing. So it wasn't planned, but, but it, it, it definitely uh, could have happened based off of the way they showed it for sure. Yeah. If she hadn't come at him with a hammer, none of this might've happened. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He was getting ready to leave. So he didn't, yeah. I mean, he threw his keys at her and says, fine, we're broken up. And he, he, and, and he went to go like, okay, that's that, you know, it was, pretty obvious that he didn't go there to kill her. I mean, for all I know, he probably went, it looked like he almost went there just to have one last fling. And well, actually, I don't think he was planning on leaving her until she started doing the let's get our families together thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think he wanted that train to continue as long as it could. Yeah. Yeah. Which was doomed for failure anyway, because he didn't have a job. And he wasn't right. trying to get a new one, from what we can tell. Right, and 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 he, I, to be honest, he probably should have got disbarred for, for that matter, or he was going to be disbarred. But um, also, I, or you know, have his license taken away for, to practice medicine. Uh, yeah. But also, the the other thing too is there's a baby, right? Yeah. So th- th- there's no way you can get a, a, a hide from the baby. You know, you can hide from a, an affair by just lying, but there's no way you can, you can hide from from a baby because that's your DNA there, right? So yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a a bad guy, a bad guy in in many ways. Yes. <laughs> um, shame too because uh, it appeared he was a was a smart guy. Because they uh, became, you know, it was a really good medical doctor. So it shows you that anybody can be a scumbag. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Anything else? Anybody want to bring up? I think we've pretty much exhausted everything that happened in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. So this is actually be a, a pretty short episode compared to some of the other discussions we've had. Um, but again, uh, you know, the last 20 minutes or so, it was really just a chase scene. Um, yeah. Any, uh, anything uh, anybody want to bring up about the, the entire series that we look back at and how it plays in now? I mean, um, we, we brought a few of them up, like the second woman affair and the 500,000 and things like that. Um, but, I don't know if there's anything else that anybody want to bring up, positive or negative, nitpick or not. Um, no, I I want to bring up. I mean, I really liked the series, and I I still liked the end. I just didn't love the end. I think they could have done so much more with it, um, and it would have been, uh, you know, received better. Sure, sure. All right, so let's give our final thoughts then on on the episode and and the series itself. Um, so let's start with you, Kevin. Okay, um, the final episode, I was okay. I mean, I was okay with it. I wasn't like wowed with it. I wasn't um, upset with it. I just, it's like, all right, it, it's over. 
Um, but then as we were talking about it, I actually found myself liking the episode even less because of uh, a lot of these factors that uh, that we were discussing, like the unanswered questions about the $500,000, the hammer, um, the, the, the whole thing on the questioning on the stand, the court case and all that. It's just that that whole as we were talking about it, I realized, yeah, you know what? That was pretty stupid um, and, <clears throat> you know, really unwise uh, on the and probably legally unethical. But the series was great. It was a whodunit. It left me guessing uh, for most of the for most of the time, um, because for for a while I thought, well, you know, maybe the sun did it. Or, you know, maybe Nicole Kidman, you know, Grace did it. Or maybe, you know, for, for a very brief moment, I thought maybe, um, you know, Grace's father um, maybe may have done it, you know. But I, I really, that was just a very quick, maybe, no, no. But, I mean, my suspicion for most of the time was heading more son based on his reactions. And <clears throat> personally, I think that would have played out better. But other than that, the series was great. Um, it was definitely. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I wouldn't watch it again, but I'm glad I watched it. I had a lot of fun watching it. The acting was tremendous. Um, you know, and it's just one of those that just left you get let you uh, had you keep on guessing, and it was definitely worth the time. All right, very good. Um... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the last episode, as uh, Kevin stated, um, as we were talking it out, um, it kind of um, falls flat a little more than than I originally thought. Um, but uh, Barrett mentioned that you know still uh, well done if if it had some some issues to the plot. Uh, but generally, the as as a whole series, um, it's it's a really good show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched it twice, uh, because I, I watched pretty much each episode a second time for preparation, um, and to see if I missed little things. Um, and, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, w- I would watch it again. Uh, again, I, I usually don't rewatch things often anyway. So, uh, if I do, I would, I would, you know, maybe in a year or something, but, uh, I would definitely highly recommend this show for anybody uh, who likes who done it and courtroom and police procedural and family thriller dramas, um, as well as as any of the the actors involved, especially uh, Nicole Kidman, who um, was absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, high recommend as an entire series. Uh, each episode uh, was pretty solid, with some better than others. Um, but, uh, as a, as a six episode series, it was really good. Uh, Barrett. I just thought of something else that was dropped. <laughs> the, when the grandfather goes and looks at the apartment with the, um, the other family. Right. That was completely dropped too, which I, I think that could have been expanded on as well. Um, but as far as the show itself, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was a good series. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, we nitpicked this final episode, 
but in general, it's a very, very enjoyable show. It's good procedural, good thriller. Um, and I think you'd enjoy it if you watch it. Yeah, all, all I could think of is that scene where we see the grandfather outside the apartment was specifically just to make him look like a suspect. You know, almost like another red herring, you know? And I don't like it if it's a red herring that goes nowhere. <laughs> like that much nowhere. Like how would, you know, why does he know where they are? What, is, what does he know? It just, we got nothing on that. I think that we should have gotten more, at least an answer to why he was out there and knew where they lived. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's the episode, uh, finale, uh, as well as our podcast finale. Uh, so we, we discussed, uh, um, this episode specifically and our feelings of the whole season as a whole. Um, what that means for listeners, that means that, uh, we will not be producing any more of the undoing a therapy session podcast. Um, because the show is defunct now, and, and so the podcast uh, wraps up as well. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're gone. Um, folks who are curious, uh, you can hear uh, myself and Barrett and Kevin on various other podcasts as well on the Dark Discussions Network if you enjoy our, our uh, critique and work, I guess. And uh, those podcasts are, um, well, myself, Kevin, and Barrett, among uh, another co-host, uh, did the entire season of the Lovecraft Country, uh, and the podcast for that was a travel guide to Lovecraft Country, the podcast. Uh, so you can hear us on there. Uh, you also can hear myself and Barrett and Kevin on the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast. And then um, you can hear myself and uh, Barrett um, and actually Kevin a couple of times on the Dark Discussions podcast, which is uh, the original podcast that the network is uh, namesake uh, comes from. Um, so you can follow us on any of those podcasts. Uh, the Dark Discussions one is weekly. Uh, comes out weekly, a brand new episode every week. Uh, the Lovecraft one is already available and uh, is there. Also, there's... Uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast where myself and a couple other co-hosts uh, do, and uh, that will be coming back when the next season uh, comes out, but uh, that's already there historically on wherever podcasts are found. And then uh, there was a, a Game of Thrones podcast called You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast that you can find as well. And then uh, we did a, a TV podcast episode on... Uh, uh, American Gods, Searching for American Gods, the podcast which uh, discussed the, sh uh, I think it was Stars um, show, the two seasons for that. We had uh, an episode uh, every weekly for that as well. So you can hear us uh, at various things, whether it's movie podcasts or the TV show podcasts. And then myself and Barrett actually are doing a new podcast that comes out uh, starting December 9th uh, called um and what is that called again uh, don't tell me i'll tell you the stand podcast please yep, join us that's right and so that's going to be uh basically the uh discussion of the new cbs all access 
TV show, The Stand, which uh, I think has nine episodes, starts December 17th and ends late February. And uh, me and Barrett and maybe one or other co-hosts will be discussing that weekly um, and giving our thoughts on each episode of that show uh, based off of Stephen King's book. And prior to that, there will be three episodes that will be coming out for the the first episode that we'll actually talk about uh, the the first sh- uh, episode of the show. And basically, me and Barrett uh, did um, some episodes on the source material to lead us into the show. And that uh, first episode of the podcast will come out December 9th. Now, if you have problems finding the podcast anywhere, you can just go to darkdiscussions.com and all the podcasts are available there. Um, so no matter what, they're always going to be there. But you can find most of these podcasts wherever podcasts are found. So Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and, and whatever, uh, they're always there too. But worst case, or, or possibly the best case scenario, is you can just go to darkdiscussions.com. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, uh, any f- final thoughts that you wanted to say about doing this p- episode the, of you know the podcast itself or the show or anything? I'm very glad I did it. I'm very glad I watched it, uh, especially after. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned Lovecraft Country. Um, this was definitely a breath of breath of fresh air after Lovecraft Country. Um, don't watch Lovecraft Country. Um, watch this show. <laughs> um, you know, we also did uh, another, and sh- uh, uh, that one episode on another show called Discovery of Witches, which is a completely different top. Um, I wouldn't say topic, but a completely different theme, genre, what have you, that I also very much enjoyed. Uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning it, but <clears throat> I think it's also because it was a breath of fresh air compared to Lovecraft Country, and I. Just really have enjoyed um, putting in my two cents and discussing this. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Discovery of Witches, that episode is just going to be a one-shot episode. So, you know, a two-hour podcast episode. Uh, hasn't been released yet, but it'll be coming out uh, this December um, under the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast, uh, as did another TV show that me, Barrett, and... Kevin did on just one episode on an entire series or season of shows, which was called Vampires. It's a French television show uh, that we did an entire episode on. And that one's actually released uh, under Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, And uh, we we were throwing around possibly doing a one-shot episode on season one of Evil and also season one of... uh, on the lake or, or to the lake i think it is called to the lake um so we'll see if we get into get to do those at one some point uh early q1 um 2021 but either way uh, me kevin and barrett have a couple of episodes for halloween boutique psychotronic reviews uh coming uh this month that we're recording including uh uh an interview with uh, a couple of filmmakers uh, for one episode and then doing a tribute episode to um, Kelly Preston 
Uh, so I look out for those as well on the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review podcast. Um, all right. And what about you, Barrett? Any further things you wanted to say uh, about doing this podcast here? Uh, no, I really enjoyed it, and I like discussing it with you guys, and I hope people listen to it and enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so hopefully did, people did search it out and, and uh, were listening to it. Um, I know a few, uh, we, we had uh, some listeners, but uh, we didn't get any emails, unfortunately. Uh, but either way, uh, people a lot of times find us later, and uh, hopefully they, they'll find us uh, going forward, too. Um, all right, so I guess with all that stated, um, why don't you leave us out, Barrett? Thanks for joining us. We have a lot coming out soon, so stay tuned and take a listen to the Undoing uh, Therapy Session podcast. <laughs>